I apologize for the way that my voice sounds, but it is outside of my control. But welcome back to More Than Couture. I'm your host, humble, gracious, all of the things, but not too much because I am a Leo, honey. <sighs> okay, timestamps are at the bottom. If you don't want to hear what I got to say, just skip past it. We're going to do a little life update, just very miniature. How did I get here? Like, why do, do I, why do I sound like this? Um, so let's start. Oh Lord, it's getting bad already. I have water and tea on standby, but okay. Two weeks ago, I tried to record an episode of more than couture, right? And I recorded for about 45 to 50 minutes and, um, None of the video was captured for the episode, so I decided, you know, I'm not a quitter. Let's do it again. So I start to record the episode again, and um, the device that my mic is connected to, it died. So after that, I just said, you know what, I am a quitter. That's it for me. Uh, I was very much over it. I did a lot that day. Which you should be able to see in my weekly vlog. Um, my weekly vlog goes up on Friday. So everything that happened two weeks ago, you'll be able to see in this week's weekly vlog. And then last week, I watched my niece from Sunday to Wednesday. And... I did attempt to record. It was just a lot. Like she had RSV. She is one of the twins. So one of the twins was in uh, the ICU because both of them had RSV. And yeah, they sent the other baby home. And when I say home, I mean, my mom originally got the baby and then my mom started a new job last Monday. So, um, you know, I'm since I'm a gig worker, I don't have a place to be at a certain time. And um, yeah, so I end up watching her for four days. And yeah, it was just too much. It was too much. So I recorded the episode and, you know, for part of it, she was a little squeamish. I literally have a bassinet still in the room with me right now. Because, um, yeah, like I was holding her for a little bit and she was breathing heavy. I'm sure you could hear it all in the mic. But that's neither here nor there. It It was just a lot trying to, like, get her together. She eats every two hours and trying to upload everything edit it and get it up for the next day it was just team too much so I let it go and like I said the baby had RSV and we was like this all day every day like you know she slept in my bed with me um you know yeah so now I'm sick so now I'm sick and it's bad like it's terrible like I have a really bad cough it's like I can't lay like I have to sleep sitting up so I have like a neck pillow that I put around my neck and then I um 
you know, just I have like a million pillows. So I just have like all the pillows just kind of propping me up and I just kind of sleep like that. It's very unfortunate, but it's literally what I have to do. Like I tried to sleep laying flat and I woke up at 12 o'clock in the morning, like coughing up along like I put a cough drop in my mouth and I like coughed it like out of my mouth because I was violently coughing so yeah but I am trying to get back to my content trying to be consistent and um just progress through these um these issues that I am having hopefully next week my voice will be um somewhat normal usually when I go hoarse I'm usually hoarse for a while but the last time my voice was hoarse it came back within a week but I feel like I didn't get this hoarse I will say I sound better than I did this morning like this morning was tragic but anywho I'm gonna jump into the topics I don't have a whole lot to talk about but let's let's get into it so this week I'm gonna do our um XO XO gossip girl you know you love me XO XO gossip girl <laughs> uh we're gonna do that first and then we'll get into our reddit stories aka am i the mean girl so first and foremost you already know what we're about to talk about i'm sure it was in the title but it's all that anybody is talking about is keeply went to atlanta and just is really exposing atlanta like girl what are y'all doing down there Shout out to all the Atlanta listeners. And we do have some um, listeners in different countries. If you come to America, don't go to Atlanta. Okay? Just, there's other places to go. Go to New York. It's dirty. So don't don't expect a whole lot. It's dirty and it smells bad. But you can go to New York. D.C. D.C. is great. <laughs> Love D.C. D.C. is there are some dirty parts of DC. There's dirty parts everywhere, but DC is a good time. Um, it's it, to me, it's better than New York, but to each its own. Um, I've never been to California, but I hear it's nice. I hear the weather's good. You know, maybe we should do a whole episode on, um, places to visit in America for the people outside of the country. But anywho, Atlanta is not on my places to go. It, like, social media make Atlanta sound terrible. Like, awful. Like, y'all have been talking about the Atlanta stylist for a while now. And now Atlanta's being exposed. First of all, let's back it up even more. So, it's been like, like, if you're looking for a man, Atlanta is not the place to find one. I hear that like the ratio of black men to women is like astronomical like I don't have an exact number but let's just make up a number 
just for the sake of the video like for every one man it's like five women something crazy like that or like one to four like the women drastically outweigh the men and if you're a lesbian that's good for you but if you're a straight woman out here looking for you know a man then good luck also I was listening to another podcast and they were saying like in Atlanta like you just have to accept the fact that you have to share your man and that is crazy I'm not a I'm not a sharing type of woman I need my man to be my man <laughs> but to each his own uh yeah and just I don't ever hear a lot of good things about Atlanta to be honest with you I'm just being honest like the traffic is bad like I just don't be hearing good stuff about Atlanta and then Keep Lee went down there and just made it worse I'm like dang I, I do not want to go to Atlanta like it just don't seem like a good time. And I've actually been to Atlanta a lot of times as a child because I have family that lives in Atlanta. So growing up, we went, we drove to Atlanta from Richmond plenty of times. So I've been there plenty of times. I've just never been there as an adult. And um, I guess like I've been there so much, like I was never pressed to go back. <laughs> so I just, you know never went back um I will eventually go back uh because I want to go to I want to go on a vacation in every state in the United States of America so eventually I will be back in Atlanta because where else am I going to go in Georgia I don't know but anywho Eiffel went down there exposed these people I mean it was bad it was real bad like Atlanta is down bad it was so bad like Cardi B chimed in and was like yeah it's that bad I'm like damn okay so let's get into the meat and potatoes of it all uh there were good reviews from Keith Lee but we're not going to talk about those uh we're going to speak on there was a restaurant the first restaurant that they went to called the breakfast club and First of all, we was a little shook, you know, a little shooketh after that one because Keith Lee was like, where's the butter? A dollar for butter. That's crazy. At a breakfast restaurant? That's nuts. I, In fact, it's just nuts just in general. Even if it wasn't a breakfast restaurant, like paying an extra dollar for butter is crazy. Like, even if I get a baked potato, like, butter should be included butter should be free like salt and pepper like it's the basic condiment like ketchup mustard butter salt pepper you get what I'm saying and you know most of the time when Keith Lee reviews restaurants most of the time they're good reviews it's usually good restaurants so when you get one and it's like eh the food was okay um extra dollar for butter that's wild cool like we, it was ha ha he he and then it got to the real what was it the real milk and honey and that's when things got spicy um so went there came out empty-handed 
it was just a mess. And the the real tea of it all is, you know, he, he said what he said, went there, tried to get food. They tried to call in. They called in. It was like, you have to order on DoorDash. Okay. They order on door, tried to order on DoorDash. It said the restaurant was closed. So they went in person to the restaurant because on the website, it said the restaurant was still open. Get there. And they're like, oh, we're closed because we're deep cleaning. Um, what? <laughs> like, what? Y'all couldn't deep clean after the closing time? Anywho, so he says all this. Um, he sends his family in or whatever. Once he try, you know, tries to walk in the restaurant or whatever, then it's oh, let's let's get Keepley up. You want something to eat? We got you. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good on that. So the real milk and honey response, tragic, very tragic. Like, girl, like this is. This is what you're doing? So basically, they made a post. Uh, I guess it was like the owner and his children. It was two, It was an older guy, um, maybe in his like 50s or 60s or something like that. And then it was like two younger girls, maybe like in their early 20s, maybe late teens. And um, they were like, oh, did you see what Keith Lee said? And basically, the owner was like, who is Keith Lee? But... The math is not mathing because when Keith Lee went to the restaurant, y'all was trying to give him food. Because y'all seen it was Keith Lee. But now you don't know who Keith Lee is. Okay, girl. It's giving petty. It's giving bad PR. This is not how you respond. Okay. So, girl, so much stuff happened while he was in Atlanta. So then... On a different day, he goes to the old lady gang restaurant because, um, you know, Candy's team or whatever, they reached out to him or seen him somewhere or something. It was like, please come to the restaurant, whatever. So he goes to the restaurant, you know, he sees his family in there, his his mom, I believe, and, um, you know, try to get their name on the list to get a table. They're like, oh, it's going to be an hour and a half wait. Okay, cool. Um, they couldn't, they don't do takeout, whatever. So Keith Lee comes in and it went from an hour and a half wait to five minutes. Oh, we have a table ready in five minutes. Baby girl, what do you mean? The math ain't mathed. So he declines and he goes to another restaurant after that. Um, so he does a review for the old lady gang, basically saying similar to what he said about the real milk and honey went in, you know, sent the family in, they couldn't do nothing for you. I mean, it was better at the, um, old lady gang restaurant. I mean, at least they put you on the list, but you know, he come in and they're, they're like, Oh, we can seat you right now type of situation. We can feed you now. We, we can get your to go order right now, you know? Keith Lee, he's a humble man, okay? He's better than I am. But, um, you know, he's not for the special treatment. He wants everybody to be treated the same because he's a good person. And, you know, Candy's response was a whole lot better than the owner of the Real Milk and Honey. And, in fact, jumping back to the Real Milk and Honey, one of their managers or 
someone who worked for the restaurant was responding, was like commenting on people's posts and stuff. And basically she called Keith Lee autistic and was like, oh, y'all going to take this autistic man opinion about food and tell y'all where to eat. Girl, distasteful because first of all, what does, even if he was autistic, first of all, he's never said that he was autistic, but even if Keith Lee was um, autistic or, you know, was on the spectrum or whatever, what does it have to do with anything? That doesn't make somebody less credible with a critique. Einstein, um, you know, was autistic and he's one of the smartest people that ever existed. So doesn't really mean anything, <laughs> you know, it just means your brain works in a different way. And there are some people who, you know, um, are low needs and there's some people that are high needs it was very ableist. That's what it was giving. So that was just a bad look on them. Just the whole restaurant in general, like clearly you can tell what kind of people they are based off of the stuff that they posted. So Candy did respond to um, Keith Lee's, you know, thing. And she was very humble. She was very gracious she did not address the whole, the weight, but um, she did address why they don't do takeout. And she was saying, you know, it's for the kitchen and for the people dining in to have a better experience. They don't have to wait on their food as long if, you know, the kitchen is not backed up with takeout orders, which makes complete sense. Uh, you know, they may want to hire some more kitchen staff or whatever. I don't know. So they can accommodate four takeout orders, but it's not my business, literally and figuratively. So whatever, you know, Candy, she she's a big baller. She's a, a businesswoman. OK, she knows what she's doing. But apparently I was looking at some videos that other people posted about the restaurant. And apparently it's really small. So I can only assume that the kitchen is also small. Uh. Yeah, and Keith Lee, he, so after he left Old Lady Yang Restaurant, he went to a different restaurant that I don't remember the name of, but there was an incident at that restaurant, so, you know, he sent his family in, or, or did he say everybody went in? I don't know, Any either either way, um, Keith Lee and his family, they get to the restaurant, they're trying to sit Keith Lee immediately, they're like trying to find you know, find a table for him to sit immediately. And there were um, other customers there who were waiting in the parking lot and they like recorded the whole thing. And Keith Lee was basically like, once they, they get seated and they get their takeout, then you can, you know, feed me and my family. And uh, yeah, so the girl, I think both of the girls made videos or whatever they, you know, went over there encounters on what happened or maybe it was just one person I feel like I seen two different videos though and I think I seen one girl's video she like spoke on it after she got home and she was like they went to church and they was hungry and yada 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 <clears throat> so it was just a whole fiasco it was crazy and I feel like this I seen like very little hate comments, but a few hate comments like to Keith Lee. In fact, one of the people 
that I follow, like, one of my mutuals on TikTok said something like, in regards to somebody made a, like, a, a video talking about the lady calling him um, autistic or whatever, and... And she basically was like agreeing with the lady. She was like, uh, yeah, I mean, she, she not telling no lie. Like, I'm not gonna let nobody dictate where I eat. It's giving hate. That's what it's giving. Like, Keepley is a really nice person. And clearly you can tell, like, he stands on the things that he says he does. Like, he is the same person online that he is in real life. Like, he wants everybody to be treated fairly. And to me, it's just like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like people, people be jealous of somebody like that. Like, and you know, one of the places that he went to, he gave the server a thousand dollar tip. He went to a different place and gave somebody a $500 tip. Like he's very generous. Like he, he has it and he wants to share, you know, the wealth and what he has and people just are jealous. People get jealous of what other people have. And it's just like, you know, the internet made him famous. You know, it's not like he is out here doing pranks in the mall and stuff. Like, he's out here just giving his opinion on food. And he got popular off of that. Like, he's a good person. He deserves it. He has a beautiful family. He... I I have nothing bad to say about Keefe. I don't see how anyone else could. And that's how I feel about Tabitha Brown as well. Like people uh, have bad stuff to say about Tabitha Brown too. And I'm just like, Tabitha Brown is like so sweet and so nice. Like, you know, she is the person she portrays herself to be on the internet. And people just are haters. People just be hating on other people for no reason. You got to be happy for other people. I mean, be a hater for what? Like, it's not going to get you anything being a hater. Okay, let's, 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 um, let's move along. On to the next subject. Let's get on Mr. Jay-Z, honey. So, Jay-Z did a interview with Gail King, and I specifically want to talk about him talking about his wife and his daughter and this is what we love to see like you can just see him light up especially when he was talking about blue that's the family man right there I know a lot of people have like speculations and stuff about Jay-Z and Beyonce and not just them but um you know celebrity couples just in general and in light of the whole Jada and Will thing it just makes people speculate even more about celebrity, like, relationships and stuff. And I feel like Jay-Z and Beyonce really love each other. Like, their family is, like, their everything. Like, I feel like they both just, like, locked in with the family. Now, it's been, girl, it's been rocky. It's been tumultuous. But... Our relationships are, there are some things that, you know, some unsavory things about the relationship I don't really care for. Um, I won't speak on that today. We can speak on it on another day, but um, 
just from what I'm seeing, like, I can just tell that, like, he really cares about his family. He was at every show. He was in the audience. He was supporting his wife. He loved being, you know, seeing his daughter get up on the stage and do her thing. And he was talking about, you know, how she was nervous and um, how this was Beyonce's best show that, you know, so far that he, he love, really loves the show. And it really makes me excited to see Beyonce's um, Renaissance tour in theaters. I didn't get a chance to see it, um, you know, in person or whatever, because, you know, my life has been tumultuous. <laughs> so haven't didn't get a chance to see it but I know next time she goes on tour definitely for sure I definitely want to see her in concert like it's a must for me even if I have to say well you know put some money to the side specifically for that like next time Beyonce go on tour this a thousand dollars is for me to go see her yeah like Beyonce is my favorite celebrity definitely beehive like Love Beyonce. Love love you down. Love you deep, boo. I just, I love that her husband is supporting her. And I wish that more men would just talk about their wife's accomplishments. Like, first of all, the interview, they were talking about him and him getting um, an exhibit at the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Library, I want to say. Don't quote me. I think that's what it was, but, you know, he, he, you know, they were there interviewing him about his accomplishment and, you know, you know, he just like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, you could just see like how much he loved his daughter and how much he admires his wife. And I just feel like we don't see that enough. It's just like people always complain about being married and, you know, the whole thing about, you know, Kiki Palmer, uh, baby daddy saying you're, you're a mom, though. And, you know, Beyonce get up there and wear less clothes than what Kiki Palmer had when she went to the Usher concert. And Jay-Z, he knows that, you know, she's out in the public. She's doing her job. And though Kiki Palmer was at a, you know, concert or whatever, to me... For celebrities, whenever they step out in public, it's, it, they're on the clock. <laughs> and she was in public. She was, you know, enjoying the concert. But, you know, she's Kiki Palmer. <laughs> she's not, it's not like it was me. Even though me, I still would. That's just me. But I don't, he just looked like he enjoys his family. He looked like he enjoys his in-laws. You know, him and Solange had their whole little spat but you know at the concert they was right next to each other enjoying the show like they look like they ain't have no type of beef or nothing but stuff like that happens in families like especially when you've been with somebody for a long time like shit be happening uh so you know they over it I don't know what Jay-Z did, but he did something, honey. I really hope and pray that in the future, things will be better for us as a society when it comes to relationships and men, you know, letting the women really shine and 
live their best life and you know seeing your partner happy should make you happy but what the hell do I know I don't have a partner but that's all I wanted to say about the Jay-Z thing like Halle um Halle Bailey I feel like this girl is playing in our face like this girl is really playing in our face her and DDG what is happening over there they took them pictures for Halloween, the poetic, the poetic justice, you know, um, Halloween costume. It was cute. Baby girl does not look pregnant at all. When she did the, when she got the award from Glamour for girl being inspirational, I don't know. Let me, let me look it up real quick. Uh, it wasn't Woman of the Year. That's what it looks like. It looks like she was um awarded Glamour's Woman of the Year award. Well deserved. She definitely deserved it. She's very talented. She's like the vocals are crazy. The acting ability crazy. Like she's definitely that girl. When she did Glamour or whatever, when she accepted her award, she didn't look pregnant to me. Like her waist looked real snatched real snatched so I'm confused I don't know what's happening I um girl are you pregnant or not like stop playing with us and I tried to like go back a little bit to see like when these rumors started so it started back in August that's when the rumors started that she was pregnant so we're not that much past when the rumors initially started but it's just like okay so if she was you know, pregnant enough to be quote unquote showing in back in August, which she didn't look pregnant to me at all. In fact, she had a wine glass in her hand, um, but that's neither here nor there. But let's just say she was uh, pregnant enough to the point to be showing. She would have had to be at least three months. So, okay, that would put her at five months now. At five months, you're showing like it's pretty hard to hide at five months that you're pregnant, like not like the stuff that she's wearing. Like if you're wearing like loose clothes, okay. Which she has been wearing some loose clothes in between, you know, the stuff that I've just talked about. Like the glamour thing was like two weeks ago. And then of course the poetic justice, that was just, a couple days ago like the glamour it was tight fitting at the top and then it flared out at the bottom but like at the waist part it was small like it was a fluffy dress but I don't think it was like cover up a pregnancy um type of dress like if she was like early early in her pregnancy like a couple months like two or three months pregnant yeah she could probably cover that up but to be five months pregnant that ain't the type of dress that I personally I don't I don't know I really I really didn't think she was pregnant until I seen the pictures from the shade room where she was wearing like that hoodie and she looked like she had a big old stomach and it was not a, a five-month type of 
belly. Like it was like an eight month, an eight months pregnant type of, like about to have the baby the next month type of pregnant. Like she looked big. So <laughs> I, I am, um, I'm confuzzled. I am confused and I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to assume that she is not pregnant until she announces that she is pregnant. Okay. Um, and I'm going to just leave that there. So that's going to conclude the XOXO gossip girl segment because a lot of stuff did not happen over this week. Uh, if you want to get into some political stuff, then yeah, news wise, some stuff did happen. And um, we can touch on that just for a bit. Uh, I am not... <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm not the political girl because I watch political content all the time. I just am not well-researched, well-versed in political stuff. So a couple things happened that we can touch on. And this first one is not really a political thing, but it is, but it's not. Uh, there was a mass shooting in Maine and... You know, the constant conversation of gun control comes up, which is why I say it's like a political thing. But like, you know, I just mass shootings to me is a political thing. It's just like it just sparks up all types of political conversations every single time. And it was the biggest mass shooting of the year. The biggest mass shooting in a while. <sighs> I don't know what the solution is. I'm not going to pretend like I know what the solution is. You know, everybody around this piece, they just, they love their guns. So, I mean, <sighs> you know, we talk about common sense laws, like, background checks, mental evaluations, simple shit and for some reason the 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 republican side they're like we don't need to do all that. Why not? It's a bunch of psychopaths running around the United States. I don't know why we we do. I believe that majority of this country is dealing with some type of mental illness, whether that is depression, or something such as schizophrenia, bipolar, you know, we have a lot going on here. It's a lot happening here. We're very desensitized to mass shootings like this. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's just, I wanted to end. I wanted this stuff to stop happening, but it's going to keep happening. And I'm sure like, if you look up statistically how many like mass shootings in you know that we've had like this year or any year for the past 10 years you'll see that we've had at least one every day statistically not literally but you know we've had like 500 mass shootings this year something like that and it equals out to about like one and a half shooting a day so uh, depressing. Anywho, I'm not going to stay too much on the political stuff because it, it can go, you know, real 
it can get sad real quick. Like it can be depressing. Um, then there's the stuff that's happening in Palestine and a lot of bo- bo- mm, a lot of boycotts going on right now from Starbucks, McDonald's, Dunkin'. It's it's like a whole list. Disney Plus. Disney just in general, the whole Disney empire, um, Hulu, which, you know, is owned by Disney. I, I have no words. Like it's, it's really bad over there. They cut off their power. They cut off their water. They cut off their internet. Like they can't, the people in Gaza can't talk to in the outside world like it's it's really scary and I don't like to consume too much of that information because it'll like take me over the edge because it's like just me talking about it right now like I'm getting kind of like (laughs) teary-eyed I am an emotional being like I will girl I will ball these eyes out. Um, I try not to consume too much of the information. I consume enough to stay informed on what's going on over there. But not so much that I let it kind of control how I feel day to day, if that makes sense. Because, yeah, life, life is already rough for just the regular everyday American citizen. Like I just said, like mass shootings happen all the time here and we're kind of like numb to it so we just have a lot going on just in general in that aspect like sending your child to school is you know it's supposed to be a safe place for them and it's you know you you never know I think for the most part like a lot of the schools in the uh, district that I live in, they do a good job of, you know, safety when it comes to people coming in and out of the building. Some are better than others, but, you know, as someone who does DoorDash, like when I go and I, I hate going to schools, but I kind of had to change my mind frame about delivering to schools. Oh gosh, sorry y'all, I'm getting teary-eyed. Oh, girl, let me, uh, we're going to have to move on to the next subject. But I try to um, change my mindset about like delivering at schools because at first I'm like, I hate it because I'm like, any sick ass person could be pretending to to be dropping some shit off for DoorDash and coming to the damn school. But, you know, I'm like, it's me. At least, you know, I know I'm not going to come in here and do anything. So, I don't mind taking them. I just, I'm, it's better me than somebody else. Because I, I know me. I know I ain't going to do nothing crazy. I don't even own a weapon. So, you know. But I would prefer that they didn't order. <laughs> I would prefer that teachers and the staff didn't order anything from, you know, DoorDash and the other services. Like, Y'all don't need extra people in the school. That's just my personal opinion, but it's just a lot happening in the world and I just try not to consume too much of it 
Because it's sad. Like, if you really just sit there and harp on all the stuff that's happening in the world, you can be a sad bitch. And I'm really trying to enjoy my life. You know, even though I have my own stuff going on, you know, still clearly, you know, as you can hear, like I I didn't sleep last night because, you know, because I was coughing up a lung. But, you know, try to keep it positive and keep it moving. I do what I can. I do plan on I we stopped with the Starbucks. I have to go look at the list. Like what else we not what else we not supposed to be doing? Just to put myself in the clear because I am in solidarity with Palestine. Free Palestine. Free the people. Get them people back to land. And <laughs> there's a lot of discourse with the next election coming up and um Oh, I just thought of a name, y'all. This could be our Legally Blonde segment. We're going to talk about political stuff on the Legally Blonde. Oh, oh. The the brain is always ticking and talking, okay? She's always moving and grooving. The, this the Legally Blonde section. Um, uh, it's a lot of discourse going on about the the Democratic side on social media. And basically, long story short... It's pretty split. People are like, yeah, I'm not voting for Biden next time because of the the stuff with Palestine and them sending over money to Israel. And then there's the other side. They're like, well, if you don't vote for Biden, then we're going to have Trump as president again, which. Girl. Trump got too much going on to be running for president. Like the election is is a uh, is in a year, like it's a, in a year from now, and he been in court more than he been on the campaign, and he has other like cases, like he's still on the first one in New York. So I don't know what's gonna happen with that. The next year is gonna be interesting. Uh, I think everybody is valid in how they feel like a lot of people like project um 2025 they don't want that to go into place so they're like no we need to vote for biden no matter what and you know people are like no i'm good like i don't want him as president again i don't care who else is the president i'm not voting for him again and um everybody's valid in how they feel I get both sides. Um, I'm just going to see how the next year plays out. And I will make a, a decision, you know, based on how the next year plays out. And I, you know, we'll, we'll, we just have to see what happens. But yeah, I get both sides, honestly. It's hard. Politics just, it's just been crazy like ever since Trump has been crazy it's just I said wow I did not say that right ever since Trump was president things have just been crazy like from 2016 to now it's just been all over the place we're gonna move on past this and uh I just want to say this real quick before we get into these reddit stories I'm going to see Coco Jones tomorrow so next week be ready for a review honey i know it's gonna be good but just be ready 
and be ready. Okay, let's get to these Reddit stories so we can get out of here. And um, I'm way behind on my schedule for <laughs> for life. Uh, so I have three Reddit stories. Two and my the mean girls and one get it off my chest. So go ahead and um play the intro. She doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. And this is the Am I the Mean Girl segment, aka our Reddit segment. And I haven't I only read the titles. I didn't actually um read the stories. Uh just based off the, the titles, they seemed interesting. So this is the get it off my chest or off my chest. Uh and this the title is The Barbie movie made me realize I hate my friends. So, sounds pretty interesting. This is petty, but there's a lot of build-up to this. I am a very sensitive person who gets really excited by things like events, movies, and friends. I never really expressed myself as a kid out of shame of being girly and crap. This year was really, really hard for me because of medical issues, social fallouts, and mental health issues. And it's stupid, but one of the things that kept me from seeing the Barbie movie. It seems like something's missing, but I'm going to keep reading. It was going to be the first time I dressed up with friends and made a big deal out of it. I just graduated and lost my best friend who I was originally going to see it with. We planned and joked about how to dress, when to go to get everything like the limited edition cups and stuff. It was stupid, but it was the first time I felt excited to go to something without being embarrassed. So I'd lost my best friend, but my remaining mutual friends said they'd go with me and we'd all have a ton of fun. For weeks, we talked about it, and I expressed my excitement in everything, and they really bantered back. I bought the tickets that my friend asked me to get. I bought the tickets my friend asked me to get as well for cheaper times. Day of the movie, though, everyone showed up late. Nobody was dressed up or had anything pink, and... When I bought out the pink decor for my boyfriend to wear, he rolled his eyes at me. What's worse is the tickets were for the matinee show, so there were babies crying throughout the whole thing. Afterwards, I found out the friends who asked me to buy the tickets knew and didn't say anything. They knew what? (laughs) They knew babies were going to be there? I'm so confused. Every time I hung out with my friends since I've just felt so disconnected and defeated. It's stupid, but that movie meant a lot to me. And I really feel like I have no hope left for anybody. Edit. Just realized I sound, it sounds like my former best friend passed away. She did not. She just backstabbed me earlier in the year, so I cut off all contact. So, me personally, 
I went to go see the Barbie movie by myself and I did dress up. I wore, I felt very overdressed and I did go see it during the day, during the matinee. Um, I feel like if I would have went at night, it would have been more people like dressed up. I, I felt really overdressed. Like I wore a pink wig and I have a hat that says Barbie on it, like a, um, a beanie and it has, um, excuse me, Barbie on the, the little flip up part. And I wore a Barbie shirt that I found last year at Family Dollar. It was uh, a black Barbie and, you know, it was pink or whatever. And it said Barbie. And I wore, I think I would just wore jeans. I don't, I just remember my shirt in like the upper half of my body. I think I wore jeans though. And, um, yeah, I enjoyed myself. It was a good movie. Loved it. I would say... I know she just wanted to get on her desk. She's not really looking for advice, but just get into doing stuff by yourself. That's kind of the point where I am now is I just do stuff by myself. I have friends, um, but like a lot of my friends have kids or, you know, they have nine to fives. They're scheduled. Like I can do stuff whenever I get good and ready to do it. Like I don't have to, you know, put in a time off request or anything like that so sometimes I just spontaneously want want to do stuff and I just do it by myself and I've been doing this for years like I always I always go to the movies by myself I never ask anybody to go to the movies with me I think the last time I went to the movies with someone was I went with my sister and my nieces to see Little Mermaid um, other than that, I just go to movies by myself and I really like Marvel movies and I know a lot of girls are not into Marvel. So I just, I literally just go by myself. Like don't even ask, like I literally ask no one to do anything <laughs> and, uh, I need to get out of the habit of doing that. But for the most part, like I just, I be out all by myself <sighs> But yeah, I mean, it sucks. And then as an adult, it's just hard to make like genuine connections and friendships and stuff. But, you know, you just got to be a lone wolf out here in these streets and, um, you know, connect with people when you can. But I, I just, you know, I don't think you should be embarrassed. Like, just... Be your authentic self and I feel like the more you go out and do stuff by yourself like you'll attract other people like random people talk to me all the time <laughs> like people just like have a whole full-blown conversation with me and um it's cool I don't mind at all um yeah so that was our first one not too too much on it all right this next one is Am I the mean girl for postponing my vacation with my girlfriend because of my ex? All right, let's, oh, is it long? It's a little, it's, it's a little lengthy. Uh, okay. My ex-wife and I divorced six years ago. We married really young. She is very religious and there was pressure from her family to marry. I was young and dumb and had just left the military with no sense of direction. We were very different people, but it didn't come out as we only dated for eight months before marrying. 
It felt very romantic to marry after such a short time, but after we wed and moved in together, it was clear we weren't a good match. We stuck it out for eight years, but it wasn't working and we were both older. So the whole thing with living miserable to make other people happy, her and my parents didn't appeal anymore. I don't blame her for any for any of it. I think we just didn't understand what we wanted at the time and did things to please other people. We had an amicable divorce and our son lives with her until high school. He is with me for high school because we live near a top school and she lives in a small town without a good high school. He is supposed to stay summers and holidays with her and come here during the school year. My ex-wife was diagnosed with cervical cancer last month and it was caught late so it's already spread. The long-term survival rate isn't great and I want my son to visit his mother in a week or two before we go through before she goes through her hysterectomy. My vacation renews every June 30th. I saved two weeks to go to Hawaii this winter break. However, with this situation, I want to take a week or two to go with my son to be there for him. His mom won't be able to cook or clean for him. And he also wants me to drive them up to the next city to visit his grandparents. The other issue is my son might not, might have to stay with us for winter break. He is supposed to go with his mom, but it's unlikely now depending on her treatment schedule. And I don't want to go on vacation with him home alone with this happening. My girlfriend is not happy because we have winter break set up to go to Hawaii and our flights have been booked. I called the airline and they said they were able to, they would switch our flights to a later one for $600, which I offered to cover so we could rebook the vacation for next fall instead. But she thinks my son should be able to go back alone and thinks I'm wasting my vacation going with him when we already have plans. My son goes on flights by himself. He is almost 16. However, this time, my ex isn't going to be physically able to take care of our son. There are also a lot of things to be done in prep for my son and my ex before she goes through chemo and surgery. My girlfriend is upset I'm prioritizing my ex over her, but I see it as going because my son might lose his mom where do I start like I just feel like it's so insensitive to girl fuck that vacation I don't need I don't know how else to tell you this but fuck that vacation because girl you have a, you have a, a plenty of time ahead of you god willing and this woman might die what the fuck honestly I think you should just break up with her and keep it pushing because clearly she is not the one like that's very selfish it and I feel like this goes back to dating me as someone who doesn't have any kids like I prefer to date people who don't have children because I don't want the baggage of a situation like this like I don't want to deal with you know 
your baby mama have cancer and or ex-wife and you know we got to cancel our vacation to accommodate things which me personally I I would do it like if you care for your stepson which I mean they're not married so I mean technically it's not her stepson but you know if you care about your significant other and their child I think like it's a no-brainer we can take this vacation another time it's just that simple (laughs) the way people do not value life is insane to me I am going to read some of the comments on this post if there are any because um Okay, it's some comments on here. So one of the comments says, oh, wow, your current girlfriend is cold and heartless, not the asshole. You're doing the right thing by your son. He's going to experience tragedy and your girlfriend is more concerned about her vacation plans. Pretty much. And somebody replied to that comment and says, she's jealous of a dying woman, not the asshole. Okay, um, I didn't even think about this. Okay, so this person, I'm going to read part of their um, comment. But anyways, it says, not the asshole, not even remotely. Yes, he's old enough to feed himself, do his own laundry, and travel by himself. But this is a huge visit, and he needs emotional support, as well as help with basics, and to go see his grandparents. So I didn't touch on his age. But yeah, obviously, he's old enough to take care of himself. Like, his ex-wife shouldn't have to do anything for their son at this point. Like, a 60-year-old can cook and stuff for themselves. You know, she probably wouldn't, like, need to, like, financially provide for him. But other than that, she shouldn't have to do much for him. And we don't know if he has a license. Even if he did have a license, do you feel comfortable letting him drive? I don't know how far away the grandparents live, but you know, driving to the next town, whatever that may mean. Um, cause they could live in the middle of nowhere. Cause it sounds like she lived in like a small town. So the next town could be like an hour over. Do you feel comfortable with him driving an hour over? Are they country roads? No girl. <laughs> so I definitely get that. Plus emotional sport is definitely needed. Um, this is a good comment. This one, it says, not the asshole. You are correct. You're not prioritizing your ex. You are prioritizing your son who may be about to lose his mother. Not the asshole. You're prioritizing your son over your girlfriend, which you should. Your girlfriend sounds cold and like one of those women who expects your son to move out at 18 and that the both of you will then pretend like he doesn't exist. Yeah, she, mm-mm. she's a piece of shit, and um, I hope she sees the comments on Reddit and gets a grip on life, because, um, girl, it's not cool, it's not cool at all, um, yeah, I was gonna read the third one, but I'm gonna stop, I really struggled to read that last one. You guys aren't going to like, I'm going to edit it. So you won't see all, all that, the struggling that came about just in general, just, you know, blowing my nose, drinking, I finished the tea, drinking, trying to drink the rest of this water. And uh, yeah, I'm really hoping next week is a smoother week because um, the past couple weeks been 
a little cray cray. So I've been recording for over an hour. Um, yeah, it's it's time to hang it up for that screen period. But yeah, I will um, see you guys in the next episode. Also, it's November 1st. Let's rock out these last two months. And that is it. And that is all. Bye.